Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. John, do you remember when you were just a young, redheaded kid? <laughs> yes, yes. Back during the Depression. And you said to yourself, <laughs> I want to be famous one day. I want to be on TV and all I that. I just wanted to work with Super Shan. And... <laughs> Well, oh, that's our oh, dream. All of us had that dream. Yeah. I met this young man, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe more. He uh, called and said he wanted to be on the radio. And I said, well, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you do? Way more. I, well, I'm going to be famous someday, but I, I just want to come down and learn what's going on. I listen to you guys. In he the was morning. a high school kid. Yeah. So we brought him in there as an intern, and he started writing for us and did reporting and all that. Now... He's on TV, and he does stand-up comedy. He is Will Vote, and it's it's nice to welcome you back to the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. Shannon. Uh, <laughs> hey, Patty. Hey, how, how are you? That was a very nice... Uh, I really appreciate that. Well, I, you know, I always love yeah. to tell people the stories, uh, other people who are successful, mm-hmm. and have that, that focus, and the, as I call it, eye of the tiger, and you knew what you wanted to do at a young age, and everybody, you know, now you're on the inside, but when you're on the outside, you see these people who are movie actors or singers and all that, and you say, you don't ever think about how they got there. Yeah, they're running around testing the fences to find the weak spot to get in, right? I always say, yeah, when I test, uh, I worked in the White House um, yeah, a, a long time ago, and I remember calling Scott from, uh, from the West Wing, and uh, West he, Wing. Yeah, yeah. You weren't yeah. on that show yet. No, I wasn't on that show. <laughs> he was in the real West Wing. Yeah. But that's where the fences are electrified. Yeah. You're, you're gonna, <laughs> you don't like, test them. I just come, stop! <laughs> What did you do? In, what did you do at the White House? Entertain Bill Clinton. That's right. It was second term. I was Sidney Blumenthal's assistant in the communications uh, department. So right. uh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've yeah. had a very broad ranging past. Thank you very much, Patty. Steele. Where did you grow up anyway? <laughs> I went to high school in uh, Yorktown. Uh, I was born uh, Long Beach, Long Island, and and spent some time here in Manhattan. And then uh, my family moved to Fairfield, Connecticut, and then Yorktown, and then I went to college in Baltimore. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. You see how quick he is like that? Yeah. He just tells the story. Boom, boom, boom. He understands oh. radio. Uh, you ask that to some people, and you've got to wait 20 minutes before you get the whole deal. <laughs> he wow. knows you, Scott. Yeah, I was, He's uh, worked with you. <laughs> you, were, you were kind of funny because you wanted to be a comedian first. That was going to be your stepping stone to where yeah. you wanted to go. Well, and that's why I, that's why I loved the show, because I would, you know, I'd wake up in the morning, and, and I would listen to you, and uh, I, I would just laugh. I would laugh out loud, and I loved uh, David Letterman, and I loved Johnny Carson, and I loved Jerry Seinfeld, and uh, so I was very drawn to that world. And right. uh, you were kind, and kind of like you know, people meet people who influence their lives, and uh, you know, Scott took me in and allowed me to be a fly on the wall, where y- you know you can't spend you know years with somebody mm-hmm. in this business like Scott Shannon and 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 not take something away from it. And then you moved from there, from doing that stuff for Scott, to Conan O'Brien? 
Yeah, I was at Late Night with Conan O'Brien. He, he jilted me for Conan. Uh, yeah, I remember that call. I was like, no, I got I to gotta, I gotta gig over at uh, NBC. It was like the... Conan actually paid him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is that. I was a, uh, a young man on the totem pole, riding assistant, but that's when Andy Richter was there. Sure. Uh-huh. I remember Farrah Fawcett coming in. She was all whacked wow. out, just like she was on Letterman. And But you learn sketch comedy. You learn how to put things together. And, you know, you have a bunch of writers who are the best in the business. And when something's funny, they don't necessarily laugh. They just say, ah, that's funny. Yeah. Did you fall into acting or did somebody say I you? did. It hurt. I broke my hip. And um, <laughs> it was. Uh... You know what? The real truth. Let me tell the, Let me tell the story. The real truth is he's not a very good comedian. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, man. That's not true. But he's wow. good enough. But he's good enough. Oh, and he's. He wanted. Want me to slap him? I will. That's he all right. wasn't. No, a good, let me. You know what? As time went by, he got to be a better comedian. No, well, you're, you're horrible in the beginning. Yeah. I remember in the beginning, you know, and, and this is like this for, for every single comic, especially in New York City, where there's the opportunity to get better. You're, you're horrible. You stink. Mm-hmm. And you get on stage. And I was doing radio up in Buffalo. And the only reason Ooh, that they cool. would let me on stage to do stand up is because I was on the radio. And you could sell it. Yeah. So it's in there like, oh, you're going to talk about that? Sure. We'll let you get up there. Yeah, That's no problem. Funny, but come on by. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes a long time, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the acting just did that. Somebody reach out to you or did you reach out? It's all from stand up. You know, you're in the clubs and then people are in the audience. And uh, there was somebody from Disney uh, at Caroline's on Broadway. And that resulted in me being cast in the first iteration of Aladdin the musical and where I played the genie for five years in uh, Los Angeles. Oh, oh, so cool. Very cool. We're at Disneyland. I was at California Adventure. Michael Eisner had built a forty million dollar theater. It was two thousand right. people. It was yeah. It was, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful facility too. It was. You know, I got to meet Robin. He was in town um, yeah. doing Bengal Tiger Hidden Dragon, and uh, I got about five minutes with him, and uh, just just the brightest of lights. Yeah, yeah. Um, were you playing? Were you playing the genie? Don't do my stuff. Don't do my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now you can see. I told you it's getting funny. Yeah. That's oh, jeez. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. It's it's hard. You know, uh, my son's listening. He's uh, 16. He's on Long Island. So good morning, Carter. Uh, you big... look about 16. How can I you know. Have a I was thinking. Yeah. Thing? <laughs> well, you know, they just come back and go, "Hey, I'm pregnant. What do you want to do? Oh no. <laughs> it's all good. I want a son. Wow. Yeah, I got I got married young and then divorced younger um <laughs> she's like how long are you gonna do uh stand up and i was like for the rest of my life she's like all right i'm Bye. out anybody want to do a nine to fiver we got a bedroom here and a young man right. um i get the car but I told you, he's getting funnier when yeah you're, he's getting good when you're dating now I, I find myself inevitably getting into relationships with women and, and the question comes up the children question comes up all the time mm-hmm. and they're like you know listen my biological clock is ticking ticking and i have been told by women my eggs are dying and i'm like whoa 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 your eggs really your eggs are dying really? like how are you putting that on me right. like i just met you two weeks ago and, <laughs> and then and then they're like listen well maybe if we freeze the egg then i would know you're freeze the egg that's like twenty thousand dollars a piece and then i thought about it and i said you know what i would be willing to freeze the egg if it was an embryo right. because then even if you break up with me now you're stuck with me for the rest of your life well, if i you don't want even to know your last name yet that's right, that's right. you want to you talk about eggs why don't you come back to me when you have two left like one and then a backup and then we'll have that conversation all right tell it tonight they unleashed season three 
Tell us who you are on Mrs. Mesa. Yes. The marvelous Mrs. Mesa. Who did who do people look for? Um, I play Major Buck Brillstein on the season premiere, uh, written and directed by Amy Sherman Palladino, the Queen Bee. Um, and uh, Midge Maisel is on tour uh, mm-hmm. this year, opening up for Shy Baldwin. So it kind of kicks off uh, where the last season left off. I know a lot of fans are are wondering what's going to go on with Joel and then right. Zachary Levi's character and who's she going to go with. Um, so she starts by performing at a USO tour, and I am a wannabe comedian, as uh, as Scott said. Uh, <laughs> it's getting better in the show. In the MC, right? That's right. Yeah. Of, of the of the whole thing, kind of like tying it together. And there's also a really nice piece, like they. Did you know in the USO back in the in the fifties they uh-huh. would do sketch comedy? Right. So Major Buck gets to participate in some sketch comedy where he plays another character that might not be physically appealing when you see me on TV, but it is rather <laughs> it's funny. It's you. It is. is it tough playing a character set in another era? It was fun. Um, I mean, the Paladinos are very, very specific. What was incredible is that there's these sequences that we shot on location in a hangar, and we broke records in the state of New York. I was on stage, and there were over, it was almost a thousand background actors. Oh, my God. And wow. All, you know, and you, they you, have to dress like the period? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You couldn't yeah. get a military uniform within a 250-mile <laughs> radius. They they had wow. it all. I felt like, I, I remember going to a PA going like, hey, uh, I feel like we're shooting Star Wars. Like, <laughs> you guys. If you guys run out of money, do you just text Jeff Bezos and say, "Can you prime me over a no, bag of cash?" So. <laughs> no, it, it was it was it's quite epic, uh, quite epic. And Sterling K. Brown is joining this season as well, right? Yes, he is. He plays Shy's manager. Sterling Brown too. Yeah. Wow, it's incredible because I remember he was on the red carpet with Rachel, um, and they kind of had this moment, and they were at an awards show, and she said, "We would love to have you on the show," and you know, he obviously, went, okay. Sterling's doing this as us. That seems yeah. to be going very well for NBC. Congratulations! And all of a sudden, boom, 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 it's there announced he that he's he's there. So oh, that's how those wow. things kind of happen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, gonna I've be... read nothing, but th- th- this, they say it's going to be very exciting. There's a lot of Great changes season. in Mrs. Maisel, and this is like an, another breakout season. Yeah, that's that's what that's what they say. It, it, it has been released. <laughs> People are nuts, they, but I respect it. Uh, yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. It was the, uh, at midnight they released it, They right? released it. I, oh, was it midnight? I think so. I checked before I came here, and then you, you, was, you got... I know it's still re- it's, out today. It's already... So. I it's thought out. it was midnight tonight, uh, but it's up maybe It's up right now. People night. are All calling right. in from work. They're not going to work. They're going to binge watch <laughs> right. I'm already for, up to episode four. Look for the guy in the military outfit in the hangar. Yeah, That's the right. MC of the show. Major the Buck. Show. Right. He is Will Vote. He is on the we marvelous Mrs. Maisel today. Thank you, buddy. Nice to see you. Really Thank you, fun. Scott. Anytime, you just come on by. All right. May put you on, may not. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.